off and running for the final hour of our first show in 2024. I'm Craig Hoffman, Super Producer Anthony Haney alongside in our final hour. will actually be our final last 25 minutes or so here. Uh, Maryland basketball, Terps and Purdue coming up at the bottom of the hour. You missed any of our commander's talk earlier in the show. My thoughts on Sam Howell to open it at 4 o'clock. Uh, Anthony said they were good, so... I mean, that seems like something worth going and rewinding and listening to. Uh, also in the process of putting that up on YouTube at the Team 980 and at Craig Hoffman. Uh, of course, the podcast as well. Now, Michael Phillips joined us at 5 o'clock. And right now, it is time for our pick six. The six biggest commander storylines. It is caught! Delivered at 6 o'clock sharp. It's the pick six at six. I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also the number one fan. Their number one fan. All right, we pick six players on Friday. See how they do in the game. Report back here on Monday. And number one, Anthony Haney, was all yours. Number one. Number one was mine. And I had Corn Lucas. Uh... I mean, we all knew coming into the game how good the 49ers defense was. Uh, and I would say from a pro- prote- protection standpoint, uh, us, you know, giving up only one sack, uh, I guess was solid. You know, Trent Scott, he had a couple of penalties. Um, but for the most part, I think Sam Howe, he just did a good job, of, you know, trying to be quick, decisive, getting the ball out of his hand. So I don't think from a sack uh, perspective, uh, I think from a sack perspective, we did solid. But, you know, Sam Howe still, you know, throwing interceptions. So his sack problem has, like, you know, decreased, and it's more so on him, yeah. you know, throwing interceptions. The interception so. problem is is the problem of the moment, for sure. Yeah. Corn did a good job. Um, I mean, Chase had one pressure. Uh, Furl had, like, three, I think. Um, the problems, to the extent that they existed pressure-wise, were on the other side. Sam actually did an okay job in this game, too, like mm-hmm. shifting and sliding protections against some of the blitz packages. Obviously, on the the blitz, or on the, the first pick, it's a cover zero situation, um, all-out blitz, and Sam doesn't, like, he, it's just, there's a lot on that play where it's like, could they have checked out of it? Could they have changed the protection? Uh, could he have thrown a different ball? Um does Terry need to like get back inside sooner? I, I, that to me is like a last thing. I don't, I don't think that's on Terry at all. Um, it's just like kind of a bad play call versus that. And sometimes you get got, um, and, and there's also just like Sam probably like we talked about this on take command. Uh, Logan said his solution in the play is probably you just backpedal and throw the ball towards the corner of the end zone and hope that Logan Thomas can make a play. You throw the corner route, not to Terry. And you kind of like Stafford does this all the time and Stafford does it for touchdowns, which is why teams don't blitz him like this very often. Sam tries to go to, he's like, ah, it's man. has got to throw to Terry. And he throws a bad ball. Um, well, like cord, good player, uh, did a good job. PFF graded him out pretty well. Um, and they were good in the run game. Um, and, and some of those big runs came off that left side. So good job. Cornelius Lucas. Number two, Cam Curl, um, he was a Washington Commanders defensive player in the game. Unfortunately, I picked a bunch of defensive guys, and that's kind of going to be my analysis for all of them, um, except for my last crew. But, like, nobody played really well for defensively for them in this game. Um, they gave up a ton of plays. Like, they just let the Niners drive on them the entire time. Um, the run game stuff was bad. They gave up some chunks in the passing game. I will say they didn't give up any, like, they didn't give up any uh, blown coverages, so that was nice. Uh, the communication was a little bit better. I think Quan Martin deserves a lot of credit for that. 
Um, and actually, my Cam Curl take that I'm I'm uh, kind of thinking about right now, I'm not ready to like definitively say this yet, but like the trajectory's there. Quan Martin's making it easy to move on from Cam Curl. Like Ooh, I was move listening. Move on. Okay. You have to like one of the reasons this team is in trouble is because they keep repeating the same dumb mistake. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, guy's gonna be a free agent. Let's draft his replacement. Oh, he played well. Got to resign him anyway. And now you've got positional duplicity. Plus, hole somewhere else because you drafted the replacement instead of drafting someone to play with the guy. And they did it with Durant. Like, they drafted Phil Mathis to replace Durant and then kept Durant. They drafted... Who's the other one? Um, I know there's another big one. Uh, wow, I cannot believe I'm blanking. I was literally just thinking of it. Who else have they drafted high? Um, who else have they signed to big money? They signed Terry to big money. I mean, they kind of did that to... They, that's what it was. It was John and Terry. Oh. Um, well, like, they knew that Terry was going to be expensive, and it's like, just in case we don't re-sign him, let's draft John. And then they they got Terry signed later on that offseason. Because um, remember, Terry signed in, like, July. Mm-hmm. So, like, they've done this multiple times, and it's like, if you're going to draft the replacement, let the guy walk or franchise and trade him. Um, and I don't think Cam's going to cost that much, but he might. But, like, think about who Quan is. He's a guy that plays a bunch of different positions. His Buffalo nickel seems to be a really good fit for him. He's played some in the post and, like, gotten better. What does that sound like? Sounds like Cam Curl. Yeah. So, do I think those two could play together? Absolutely. Do I think that, like, Cam Curl's not worth paying? Not necessarily. But, like, if, if Quan's the better communicator, I want him on the field all the time. And yeah. I want him in that back end. And um, if you th- like Defoe and you like Percy and you want to get another – I want to get another veteran back there anyway, where's Quan's, or where's Cam's spot? Like, this is the business. That's not me speaking negatively on Cam Curl other than to say he hasn't played a level that demands that you pay him top dollar and you keep him no matter what. Quan's done a good job. I trust the process on Quan. Um, and, and other people, but I'm not, I'm, that's like, that's the trajectory I'm on. I need to do a little bit more research on that first before I'm like definitive. <laughs> Number three. Number three was my guy, Terry McLaurin. And I would say, uh, for the most part, Terry had a, a solid game. Yeah. Um, he's one of the better offensive players. Still, you know, I would love to see him get more targets. You know, that, uh, I want to say Sam Howe's first three quarters, he had... 18 dropbacks, and he had he was he completed 13 of 18 uh, those first three quarters. So I I think our run game was like gone, so we didn't necessarily need to involve Terry as much. But um for the most part, you know when he did get his uh, his chance, he made the most of them. Um and I still would love to see him get to a thousand yards on this season. So hopefully against Dallas, you know he can get those 54 yards. Yeah, that would be great. Um he has caught passes from 11 different players. Uh, 10 quarterbacks and Logan Thomas on a trick play back in 2020. Shout out Nikki Javala for looking that up. Uh, There's also one quarterback who played who didn't catch a pass from. I didn't uh, look at who that was, but it has been a tumultuous ride for Terry. He continues to be who he is, which is really, really good. Um, You can get him. I I mean, I love the slot fade. It's like, why can't he do that more often? I know he's not a guy like CeeDee Lamb who you just move around all willy-nilly, but like you can get him some good matchups with sheer alignment more often, I think. All right, number four. Number four. Cody Barton, who was a player on the commander's defense. Like, he didn't grade out very well PFF-wise, but, like, I just think, generally speaking, the better cohesiveness 
of this unit the last couple of weeks since Ron took over has coincided with Cody coming back, and that's not coincidence. Again, do I would I would I upgrade on that position in a heartbeat if I had like a stud middle linebacker available to me, either in free agency or the draft? Absolutely. But are you dead in the water with a bad defense guaranteed if Cody Barton's your middle linebacker? I don't think the way he's played the second half of the year, you can say that. Um, I think he's done a pretty good job in pass coverage. Or he had a couple of nice, nice, like high leverage red zone type of snaps on Sunday. Um, I think he's a good communicator. I just, he is a part of their problem on the run defense though. And that's, that's the thing where I would be looking to probably upgrade from him this off season. But again, if you can get better play up front, um, and get better play around him, then maybe you can mitigate some of that. Um, and he's worth it on the passing side of it, upside. Uh, which brings us to number five. And Anthony, go ahead and hit number six, too. Number six. Because these guys go together. You got your defensive ends and your defensive tackles. Not not particularly great, Bob. I thought I thought James Smith Williams had a had an okay day. Um, that was he graded out the highest. But James's like most signature play of the day was missing Brock Purdy Real on the uh, the touchdown. Like James had a couple of really nice rushes, but he's got to finish, and that's you know I know he's got to be kicking himself because if he finishes some of those, that's money made for him going into free agent year. But again, like he's a professional rotational defensive end um, being asked to be a starter, and those kinds of things happen. Meanwhile, I think inside you've got two guys who were supposed to be studs that are playing not very good ball. John Allen graded out as like a 29 on PFF. So uh, not a great day at the office for the uh, the old commander's defensive line. And your run game problems start there. Yeah, not a good day. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, I was looking back at the uh, the game and I just couldn't believe, you know, how well blocked, you know, the 49ers run game and system is. How <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, they had the DM right there. Oh, they brought the fullback over to, you know, knock him out. And I'm talking about Yushek is really taking these dudes out of the club, all the way out of the play. I couldn't believe it. But, you know, that's what happens when you play the 49ers. You really got to be physical, keep your head on the swivel, because there's just so much, like, misdirection going on there. There is a lot of this that has to do with Washington. There is a lot more of it that has to do with this is what San Francisco does to everyone except for Baltimore, which is weird because they just didn't really try it against Baltimore. Um, They passed the ball way more than usual against Baltimore, and this was kind of them getting back to who they are. Mm -hmm. And uh, the game flow allowed them to stay there, and they did. And Washington put up very little resistance to it uh, and started up front for sure. All right, that is our pick six. When we get back, we wrap up the show. Real things, real people said, into real microphones. 